If you search the meaning of self-care, here are just a few of the definitions that come up on the first page of search results. Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. The Cambridge English Dictionary defines self-care as the practice of caring for yourself when you are ill or to stop yourself from becoming ill. It also defines self-care as the practice of doing activities that you enjoy or that are relaxing, especially in order to improve or avoid stress. However, it also defines self-care as a situation in which children care for themselves when their parents are not at home. Finally, the World Health Organization defines self-care as the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. So with all that being said, with all that information on the table, what actually is self-care? Why do we even need to know about it? And how do we even begin to understand what it actually means for us personally? My name's Laura a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister. And each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation in the form of a voice note from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm going to teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So, pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy and let me troubleshoot your problems with you because together and with the right mindset, we can face anything. So we've explored some of the more literal definitions of what self-care is, and I feel like the more you dive into this or try to understand it, the more confusing and overwhelming it can begin to feel. And I think one of the reasons for this is that self-care really became a trending term or topic during 2020 when we were all looking for ways to care for ourselves during a very stressful moment in time. And as someone who has been exploring and defining my own self-care practice long before this, I was very excited to see more and more people talking about self-care online and sharing how they look after themselves at home. But what happened next, and this isn't unusual, in fact, this is probably just quote-unquote good business practice, is that a lot of brands and companies jumped on this trend and started using it to market us different self-care products and self-care services. And one of the common misconceptions I see come up as a result of this with my own audience on Instagram when I share about self-care is that they feel like they're not doing enough or they're not doing self-care right because they feel like it's something they need to buy or purchase. Another thing I hear a lot is that self-care now feels like another thing people feel they have to tick off their to-do lists. When I ran my self-care webinars at the end of 2021 and the start of this year, something that I was surprised to hear was that self-care was actually adding stress to people's lives. 
It was starting to be another area of their life that they felt they weren't doing enough because they didn't have the time to create a self-care routine or ritual that was as pretty or as aesthetic or as Pinterest worthy as what they were seeing online. They had fallen into the social media comparison trap and were comparing their attempts at self-care with that of these curated images and videos that they were seeing on Instagram or other social media apps. And yes, while self-care can be a bubble bath with candles and bath bombs and essential oils and fancy face masks while reading the latest trending personal development book, it doesn't have to be. In fact, I would argue that on most days, meaningful self-care, a meaningful self-care practice, doesn't look like this at all. So I'm going to give you my personal favorite simplified definition of self-care, which is any action that you take to care for yourself and your well-being needs. In my opinion, the definition of self-care is right there within the word. You're caring for yourself. It's any action that you take to care for yourself. So the next question that you might ask yourself is, what are my well-being needs and what are the actions that I should be taking to care for them? In the last episode, I gave you a metaphor of your well-being needs being like a cupboard full of mugs and cups that you need to pour into. We all have many different needs and those needs change depending on the day, the week, or the stage of life that we're in. Your needs today and right now are more than likely drastically different to what they would have been five years ago or 10 years ago or even two years ago. If you started to list off all of your different needs, it's very likely you would become overwhelmed again. So let's break those needs down into a few different areas that might be easier to focus on and easier to come up with self-care actions for. Let's stick with that metaphor of our well-being cupboard. We might start to visualize adding different cups for the different areas of our well-being into that cupboard. We're going to keep it simple and we're going to try and come up with a simple set of actions that we can take today or this week that's going to start pouring into those different areas of our well-being. To begin with, we have our basic needs, food, water, shelter, safety. And don't overlook these, by the way. They are the foundation of what everything else is built on. And you might be surprised how often your well-being is strained on a day-to-day basis simply because you're not being aware of these basic well-being needs and you're not pouring into that basic needs cup. So I'm going to give you an example. You're at work, you have a deadline. You're stressed about meeting this deadline. And so instead of taking your lunch break, you decide to work through your lunch break. Maybe you grab a quick snack, but you don't really stop to eat lunch because to you, your priority is meeting that deadline and using this lunch break time to get you there. Maybe as the day goes by, you start to feel a bit tired. So you feel yourself with a few extra cups of coffee. By the time you get home, you're more than likely feeling terrible and you might blame that on work. And sure, Deadlines are stressful, work is stressful, and there are definitely days where it takes more from us than other days. But in this case, you haven't helped yourself by neglecting to fill into that basic well-being need cup. If you had simply taken the moment to pause, to eat, to nourish your body, to hydrate yourself, you would have been giving your body, and therefore your brain, 
what it needs to function better. We all have these days, we all have those work deadlines that suddenly they become the bigger priority to everything else that's going on for us. But we can cope with those challenges and face that deadline a little bit better if we just take that small break to meet those basic well-being needs. By being mindful to take breaks during your workday, to eat, to stay hydrated, to allow yourself for to recharge a little bit, you're looking after those basic well-being needs. You are taking actions to care for yourself, not working through your lunch breaks. That is self-care. That's a self-care action that you could take today, that you could start committing to right now and implement into your routine from this week. When I run my self-care webinars, I tell my students that when you're not sure where to start with self-care actions, you can break your well-being needs into three primary areas. I like to call these areas of self-care our self-care pillars. So today they can be three more cups that you add into your well-being cupboard. The three areas that I like to break self-care actions into are physical self-care, emotional self-care, and social self-care. So when I'm teaching this, I always like to start with physical needs because I feel like this is the area of our health and well-being that most of us are most comfortable examining or talking about. Your physical well-being is anything in relation to your body or your physical health. Being mindfully present in your own body and starting to notice the signs and signals that your body physically sends you to alert you to what areas might need your attention. To do this, I love to do a body scan. This is something that you can do a couple of times a week. You can do it every day before you go to bed if you want or every day at the end of the workday maybe. It's just a simple way to check in with each part of your body. It's really easy to do. You can do it with me right now if you want. Close your eyes and visualize that there is a light scanning over your body from your head down to your toes. So starting up at your head, this light is going to scan down over your face, down your neck, your chest, your shoulders. And as this light moves down your body and scans the different parts of your body, I want you to check in with the area that this light is touching and notice what you're feeling in each different area as you move down your body. Where in your body you might be holding tension? Where are there aches or pains? What parts of your body might be feeling heavier? And just pay attention to what comes up when you become mindfully aware of each individual part of your body as you scan over it. When you finish your body scan, I want you to think about which areas really kind of flag something up for you. So did you realize that you were actually holding a lot of tension in your jaw? If you have aches and pains in your body, what can you do for that? Is this something that's been ongoing? Do you need to go and speak to your health practitioner? Do you need to go and visit your doctor? Is this something you need to have checked out? You might do your body scan and realize that you feel physically tired. Your body feels heavy. So what does that mean? How can you directly respond to that? Do you need to go to bed a little bit earlier tonight? Do you need to examine your sleep routine in general? Are you getting enough sleep in order to 
meet the energy needs that you have during the day. So the more that you do this, the better you're going to get at recognizing the different signals that your body is sending you. And then on top of that, how you can respond directly to that with an action that's going to support you, that's going to help you move that needle towards a healthier physical state. The next cup is our feelings or emotions cup. Knowing how to fill into this one can be a little bit more challenging because our emotions are so complex. This is all about getting to know yourself and really building a relationship with yourself so you can understand your emotions, what triggers them, what activates them, what changes them, and as a result of that, how you can soothe yourself through the more challenging feelings. An excellent resource that I would recommend for helping you to get to know this area of your well-being a little bit better is Dr. Julie Smith's book, Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? Julie is a clinical psychologist, and in this book, she breaks down the different areas of our mental or emotional well-being in a really approachable, understandable, digestible way, and she's got some amazing practical tools in there that you can try to help you understand yourself a little bit better and her whole aim with this book was to make the tools of therapy more accessible i'll pop the link to julie's instagram page which is full of amazing resources as well as well as the link to the book in the show notes so if you want to check that one out i highly recommend that you do finally we have our social or relationships cup we pour from this a lot daily we give a lot of our own energy time and attention to the different relationships in our lives our personal relationships our work relationships our friendships our partners our families our children and part of filling into this cup is first of all learning to recognize when we're socially drained and when we need to take some alone time to recharge. And another side to our social well-being is making sure that what you pour into others is also being returned in some way. So that means planning and creating social opportunities for yourself that will allow you to feel connected to others in a meaningful way. We all have that one person, and maybe it's a few people, that after any interaction with them, whether that's in person or on the phone or even just an email, we walk away and we feel we feel drained. On the flip side of that, we also have people in our lives, that one friend that every time we're around them or talk to them, we feel uplifted and charged and full of energy. Reflect on the people in your life, the different kind of relationships that you have and make sure that you're getting a balance of both those people who fill you up to balance out those interactions that are maybe draining you more. This episode of Fill Up Your Cup is not sponsored, so I'd like to take a moment to tell you about some of the downloads and resources that I've created for you that are free to access and will hopefully help you start filling into your cups. One of the hurdles that a lot of people often face when it comes to adding more self-care to their weekly and daily routines is simply not knowing where to start. That's why I've created a free email course that will help guide you through seven days of mindful self-care. It's really easy to sign up for. 
All you have to do is go to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash seven days and enter your details to instantly be registered for the challenge. You'll then get a single email every day for the next seven days with self-care prompts and resources to guide you and inspire you on your self-care journey. Trust me, once you've completed the challenge, you'll feel so much more confident in your understanding of what self-care can look and feel like for you and just how uncomplicated it needs to be. That's laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash seven days. That's the number seven, D-A-Y-S with no spaces or simply click the link in the show notes to get started today. Okay, so I've done a lot of talking around the theory of what self-care is and I hope you're starting to feel a little bit more confident about what it might look like for you, in your life, with your personal experiences. But I thought it might also be helpful to answer some of your questions on this topic too. So last week I put a question box on my Instagram stories and I asked you to send me your self-care questions. So I'm going to have a little look at some of the questions that came up and answer them to hopefully give you a little bit more clarity on this area and some practical steps that you can take as well. And by the way, if you want to send me your questions to have answered on a future episode of the podcast, you can do that by submitting to the fill up your cup suggestion box. And I've left the link to that in the show notes. The first question that came up is how do I actually fit self-care in and prioritize it? My answer to this in terms of how do I fit it in, how do I prioritize it, is you've got to go back to those different pillars of your well-being and look at where they show up throughout your day. I've already given you that really simple example of you have lunch breaks built into your workday. That's a period of time I don't know how long that is for you, but it's a period of time that is scheduled for you daily. Make that your first priority, creating a boundary around that time that it actually is a break for you. If you're struggling to protect the space around the time that is your break, get out of your workplace, get out of the building, Go and sit on a park bench and eat your lunch there if weather permits it. Go and have your lunch break at a a cafe that's near you or just go for a walk and, and eat your lunch as you walk and you might actually find after practicing this for a little while that you realize your afternoon times become more productive because you've taken this break in the middle of the day. So The next question that I got asked was, what is your self-care routine? What is my personal self-care routine? My self-care routine changes depending on what my different well-being needs are. It's not a, at nine o'clock I do this and, and before bed I do that, but rather these goals that I have and being mindfully aware of how I am attending to those goals, those well-being needs, on a daily and a weekly basis. So making sure that I take my breaks, they don't have to be at the same time every day, but making sure that I am giving myself time to take a break, making sure that I am not overworking myself, making sure that I am pouring into my creativity cup, making sure that I'm finding ways to process and express my feelings and emotions in a way that they're not going to impact the other relationships that I have in my life, that I'm not pouring out of my feeling cup into someone else's 
in a way that's not going to be good for their well-being and then making that time in the week where I have a day that's just for me to do something that I want to do something that's going to bring me joy whether that's cleaning out my office or doing some painting or taking the dog to the beach planning to do something on a day that's just for me whatever that looks like and the last question that I'm gonna look at today is some someone has asked can you share some practical tips or self-care ideas to help me get started with self-care I always avoid sharing self-care ideas or practical tips in terms of this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do because self-care is a deeply personal practice and it's going to be different from person to person now I do share a lot of self-care tips and threads on my Instagram so be sure and go and check that out that's at Lardine illustrations on Instagram I have loads of illustrations with different self-care ideas so for example back to school self-care or sleep self-care so these are all just ideas and suggestions that you can do some practical tips for getting started with your self-care create a goal a mindful goal for yourself for either one of your well-being areas or all of four that we looked at today and if you need some help with this I have a free download that I created to help you create mindful monthly goals and you can focus these mindful monthly goals on one or two of your well-being areas if you want to get that all you've got to do is go to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash goals it's a free download all you've got to do is fill in your details and then you'll instantly receive it in your inbox and you can download it print it out fill it out um, and i'll also leave the link to that in the show notes so i hope that helps answer some of your questions around self-care and again as I already said if you have any more questions be sure to submit them using the suggestion box and I have the link for that in the show notes I have a lot more episodes on self-care planned and coming up this season so be sure to get your questions in and hopefully I'll be able to answer them in a future episode this was a big big episode and I hope that you've learned something new about self-care or at the very least you have developed a fresh perspective on what self-care can look like for you and yes self-care can be bubble baths and face masks but most of the time it isn't it, it doesn't have to be something that you buy or purchase remember when you're getting started to keep things simple and just try adding something into each of those cups that we looked at in this episode your basic needs cup your physical self-care cup, your emotional self-care cup, and your social self-care cup. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you want to submit a question for a future episode or add to the suggestion box, you can do so by heading to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or simply by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also leave me your questions, episode suggestions, or just let me know what you think of this episode by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to rate or review it on whichever app is your favorite place to listen to podcasts. You can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me that you'll do one thing today that brings you joy.